Shri Guru Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Krishna Janmashtami Mahamutsvatiti Ki Jai Grantaras Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Gold Bhaktabhinda Ki Jai Gold Premanandi Gotta time me. I've gotta speak only for half an hour. Good evening, everyone. As mentioned earlier, we're gonna speak uh, four times tonight for half an hour at a time. So, something I gotta get used to, according to the management here, which is very good. <laughs> the management, that is. <laughs> um, and in between, then you can do other things hear and chant and get fresh air and so forth. And uh, so this morning we spoke a little bit about uh, what the importance of the story, the significance of the story of Janmashtami in comparison to the story of scientific materialism and um, how the, the former holds much more a prospect for us and is much more realistic. Hmm? Um, so tonight we enter into the Bhagavatam itself um, we should be excited to enter into the super-subjective world of the Bhagavatam. And uh, we do so by way of the beginning of the tenth canto, which is a further, if you will, introduction to the story itself. One worth hearing, so I'll speak a little bit about the introduction from the verses here. It begins, of course, with the, the statement of the Raj Parikshit. Raj is the emperor who... Um, his story is central to the whole text, of course. He was cursed to die in seven days, having um, um, acted out of character, as it would be. And uh, he, in, in accordance with his actual character, he went to the bank of the Ganges and fasted from food and drink to, with a, preoccupied with the necessity to hear uh, comprehensive answers to the pressing questions of life, like, what is death? That's a pressing question to life. Understanding death is to understand life. Hmm? And, of course, on the scene, the young boy, Sukadev, appeared naked, and everyone rose. Understood from his appearance that he, didn't, he had understood death. In other words, he was detached. This is the, how, the, from an interpretive point of view, to understand uh, his nakedness. He had nothing. He was unconcerned, even about clothing. Hmm? And so, uh, but he was wise at the same time. So detached means what? That death is a problem because we're attached to things that we can't keep. We can't take with us. Hmm? And unfortunately, not letting go of those things is what keeps us from entering into the, the, the super-subjective world, if you will, the meditative world, the real world, beyond, beyond death. Hmm? So he was young, and the king was old, and both were wise, one in the form of questioning, and the other in the form of giving the pertinent answers qualified as he was and as we'll hear some praise here on the part of the king of the boy he was only 16 years old Sugadev hmm? the Raj says Sirajuvacha Kahito Vangsa 
विस्तरो भवता सोमसूरयो रग्याम चोभाया बंशानम चरितम परमाद्भुतम राज सेस एट प्रीवियसली it means in the previous canto. This is the tenth canto. It's uh, the cantos of the Bhagavatam are described or compared, I should say, to the body of Krishna, beginning with the first canto, his feet, his lotus feet, on up and so forth, to the tenth canto, which is his smiling face. Uh, the eleventh canto is his intelligence, and the twelfth canto is afterthought, so to speak, wrapping the whole text up and reminding us what it's what it's about. And the tenth canto is what we're entering into here, where the story of the, the, the Janmastami, the, the birth of Krishna, the Janma, the birth, on the Astami, the eighth day of the waning moon of the month of Bhadra, is where we find ourselves at this time. <clears throat> the tenth canto is the, main, is the smiling face, it's the main um, body of the text. Practically, it's, it's larger than all the other cantos uh, put together. Hmm. Almost, I think. So, extensive. And it, and it deals with the story of Krishna from beginning to end. But, of course, there's no end. But, and there's no beginning. But, um, you know, we're limited here by language and, and words and so forth to try to convey something that transcends them both. Beyond thought, beyond word, and so forth. Um, and Vyasa has done a wonderful job. He was told by Narada at the onset of the text, and you're very qualified. Enter into Samadhi and come out. And with the Samadhi Basha, the language, from the language of Samadhi, tell us, speak about what the sacred texts of the Hindus of India are essentially about. And this is what Bhagavatam is. Bhakti. For hmm? Bhagavan. Hmm? Wise love. Love-centered. Uh, love, selfless love, centered, full giving, sent without expectation of return, centered on the, com- the person, the, the object capable of taking, hmm? consuming, and in such a way that what is taken is transformed and distributed throughout Mm-hmm. By serving the center, the circumference of the circle of life is supported as well. Mm-hmm. So, so the the ninth canto, this mm-hmm. preceding this, uh, mm-hmm. um, there is a a few verses in which the sage sage Sukadev spoke about. Krishna Leela, hmm? in some cryptic way, but with some details. It's not that he's not, his Leela is not spoken about throughout the text. It is here and there, here and there, like an appetizer amidst a lot of medicine. Hmm? And this, the 10th canto, this is a full meal. Hmm? When Bhagavat Shravan is cited as a very powerful form of sadhana, of spiritual practice, Vesri Rupa Goswami, the dear most of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Jiva Goswami comments on that, his nephew and disciple, and qualifies his statement. Hmm? He says, that means the tenth canto. Hmm? He 
hearing this, these topics about Krishna. Hmm? This is a very powerful medicine, a very powerful, this is the full meal, I should say. This is really to be taken advantage of by one whose practice hmm, has become food rather than medicine. It's medicine at first, and you have to remember to take it. And you need somebody to tell you, take it, do it, promise you'll do this. <laughs> That'll be good for you, and so forth. But at some point, of course, if we do pay attention, then the, the medicine becomes the food, and we don't have to think about eating, right? No one has to say to us, come, you have to eat lunch, you have to eat dinner, sometimes, but, but for the most part, we're waiting, <laughs> we're anticipating between meals, what will be the next meal, and when will be the next meal, and so forth. So to feel like this, about this, uh, the meal, if you will, of Harikata. Prabhupada, my guru, she used to emphasize, first you have to study the nine cantos of the Bhagavatam, medicine, where there's some appetizer also. You can't have just medicine. But this is very rich, very, very rich meal, hmm? very theologically and philosophically nuanced. Um, comparatively, I don't think there's any religious uh, spiritual literature in the world that is so, from a literary point of view, so rich. Nigamakalvaturo, it describes itself. Nigamakalvaturo, galitam phalam, shukumukadam, rtadabhasam, butam, pivatam, bhagavatam, rasam, malayam. Very poetic. Uh, it is uh, a book about taste, rasa, rasovai saha, and he, Brahman, the Godhead, is taste, as he says in the Gita. Hmm? What does he say there? Rasoham apsukunteya. I'm taste. Hmm? Here, the Raj says what? He says, Previously, you spoke a little bit about Krishna, and you also spoke entirely, or to a large extent, about the the Aduvamsa, hmm? that's presided over by the god of moon, moon god. Hmm? And in that ninth canto, before doing that, you spoke extensively about Ramchandra hmm? and his dynasty, presided over by sun god, sun god, moon god, hmm? described here. Sama Suryo Babata Sama Surayo Ragyam Chobhaya Vangshanam Charitam Paramadbhutam So he, now he, he wants to the Charit Adbhutam Charitam Charit Param Adbhutam The Param Adbhutam The extraordinary wonder he wants to hear He has heard He wants to hear more Especially, he says, what? About, the implication is, the Moon Dynasty. Hmm? This is the dynasty, if you will, that, uh, in, in, that Krishna appeared in, and appropriately so. Hmm? Moon is thought to be, in the, in the sacred text, to be, um, well, to be the, that which gives taste. You know, in, 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 uh, at Madhu, in Madhuban, in, in Costa Rica, in Central America, then whenever we need to, we, we did some harvesting hmm, at one point in order to build some of our cabins. 
and our helpers there, local helpers, present help, we have one, he was born on that land. Um, he, he's just about 10 years younger than me now. Uh, he works with us. And he was very quick to tell us, you can't, you can't cut the tree now. Hmm? It was a wise harvest. You can't cut the tree now. You have to do it at this particular face of the moon, otherwise the wood will fall apart. And, and you know, some type of what might be thought of very superstitious, but they, they swear by it down there. Hmm? The, uh, the, the simple but practical people. Hmm? We had a fellow come. We had a nascimento, spring, very up high. We still do. And by gravity feed, it brings water down, but only during the rainy season and a little bit into the dry season, and then it dries up. And so when we realized this, we, we realized we needed another well. So Juan took us to another spot. Meanwhile, we had this um, gringo there who was um, a kind of self-professed um, geologist. I don't think he had a... He was a little bit of everything. And if he needed a geologist, he was a geologist. <laughs> and, and, and he knew all about water and rock and so on and so forth and offered to blow up you know, with dynamite the mountain so that we could get all the water that was underneath there. Um, anyway, Juan said, you know, there's water here. You know, and he, and he, he really dismissed him and from his, his wisdom and so forth as he thought of it. And um, belittled him for his superstitions and whatnot. He was making his presentation really on it, supported by, by what would be called superstition. But as it turned out, uh, all the water was there. Hmm? Um, so some local wisdom is, uh, can be helpful. And, uh, and so it's a similar idea, right? It's an old idea. And if you, there's uh, planting at this time, then the, 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 uh, the, the fruits will, the, the vegetables will be sweet and so forth. So it's thought that the moon is, well, made of nectar, if you will. It's actually thought, well, actually, in the so-called real world, which is, as we heard earlier this morning, not the real world, physical world, the moon is, well, it comes from Earth. So this is another reason why we so readily like to identify Krishna with the moon, because he's one of us. He's an earthling. It's thought that an asteroid hit the, hit the Earth in a, when it was in its kind of flexible condition, kind of a gaseous and liquid russic condition, <laughs> if you will. And, and as a result, some part of that went up into the into space and then it formed and got cooled off and that's the moon. Hmm? That's a scientific theory, popular still today. You didn't know that, did you? Hmm. <laughs> this idea is found throughout the Gaudiya lore also in poetry. This idea of the moon is born from the ocean and so forth. Hmm. So, Krishna is identified with the moon for a number of good reasons. Hmm. We like this idea. This is the essence of Prem Mamata, that he's mine. Hmm? He belongs to, uh, to, 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 to me. Hmm? This kind of minus, minus that is what material life is about. We are, as I often say, a, um, our I is formed, derived from our sense of my. What I think is mine is what I am in a, in a conventional ego 
sense of identity. Hmm? And in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the idea is to switch this my-ness. Hmm? Instead of thinking this and that is mine, only to be continually disappointed and fight it because, well, none of the things are mine. They're here today and they're gone tonight, hmm? if not tomorrow. And so an identity that's based on a, a sense of proprietorship that's false, that proves to be false, is a very false and fleeting sense of identity, not one that can be sustained. It's not sustainable. Hmm? Problem, right? So we could move away from things and detach and culture detachment and so forth, hmm? but that doesn't sound like much of a life either, hmm? just to give things up and do nothing, sit perhaps, hmm? and be. Hmm? Having is is as a poor idea of being. Hmm? If our sense of being is derived from our sense of having, we've got a very impoverished sense of being. Hmm? As I'm explaining, because we don't really have anything, we can't keep anything. Hmm? But we readily think that our being is dependent upon and tied to our having. Hmm? We don't have anything. We still be. <laughs> we still exist, but an existence without anything. Hmm? Unto itself. Hmm? Uh, with nothing to do, nowhere to go. It might arguably be better than life of attachment and the, the, the pain, the sorrow, the misery that, that is born from the womb of attachment. Hmm? But it doesn't really speak to us that idea of freedom from things unto itself, detachment as a way. Hmm? It doesn't speak to us about that which we feel life is about, about taste, hmm? about rasa, about love. Hmm? We want a unity, but we want diversity also. Love requires a diversity. Hmm? Hmm. There have to be some differences for love, and then the, to make the two one, and so forth. So, Gaudiya Vaishnavism as a path, then the Bhagavat's Marg teaches us what? How to become attached to Krishna. Hmm. Change the environment from a material environment, Maya Shakti to Sarup Shakti, the influence of Bhakti. And it results in, in due course, a sense of possessiveness. Krishna is mine. So that he's identified with the moon, and the moon point is, is from the earth. We're earth from the earth, so he's one of us. And this is the whole idea of the Janmashtami. He's one of us. Hmm? It's the human. It's called Nara Lila, the human-like Lila, human and like. Like is a big part of the of the term. <laughs> human-like, hmm? and and a little different also. Hmm? A little different. He's amongst us, but he knows why he's here. Hmm? He's amongst us, but he's not affected by the here, by the environment. Hmm? And capable, therefore, of his stories, if you will, can power to take us out hmm? of this environment and put us in another environment where we can be all we can be. So, here, he wants to hear about Krishna 
about the Moon Dynasty. Moon, again, Krishna is often identified with the Moon. Shirupa Goswami, in his very opening verse of his tome on Bhakti, most definitive text on, on, on Bhakti, uh, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the nectar ocean, immortal nectar ocean of Bhakti Rasa. Hmm? He begins his book by describing Krishna, Bidu Jayati, the victorious moon, Radha Prayan, Bidur Jayati. That moon may be victorious. He's not like the sun. You cannot take advantage of the sun. The moon is different. It diminishes the stars, but not entirely. It plays with the night. Also, it makes the night, by interplaying, interfacing with the night, makes the night more beautiful. Hmm? And it itself is beautified in the season of the spring. This is Rupa Goswami's description. It's very esoteric. He speaks about different constellations, hmm? the nakshatras. There are, what, 27 and one-third nakshatras, as it's thought, or to put it in our terms, uh, days, that constitute the cycle of the moon. In the Braj Lila, in Vrindavan, it was a custom amongst the elders to name their daughters after the wives of Daksha. He had lots of wives. Twenty-seven of them were the, are the, in heavens, this is, are the nakshatras, like Radha, Vishaka, Lalita, Rohini. Hmm? So they used to name their daughters. Like this is where they get these names from. Hmm? It's a religious kind of idea, but it has deep spiritual significance. Rupa Goswami plays on these names, these nakshatras, while describing Krishna as the moon, and poetically, figuratively, uh, he's he's speaking about the moon and the nakshatras and how the moon is beautiful, interfacing, putting out some kind of dimming the some stars, playing with the night, as I said, and being nourished. An opposite thing by the spring season. And these descriptions of the stars that he uses, the night and the spring season, these are all the names of, of the gopis who are opposed to Radha. Hmm? Hmm. The night, those who are friendly but not on her team, so to speak, hmm? in, 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 in the Brajalila. Hmm? He, he, he makes some union with them, some beautifies them. And with a the spring, then Radha Prayan, this means Vishaka, hmm? springtime. This is when the moon is most beautiful. Unlike the other gopis, Radha nourishes the moon, makes him more beautiful. So in so many ways hmm, Krishna has been compared to the moon. Hmm? Moon is identified with mind and it's thought to, to please the mind. Manoviramat. Hmm? Hmm? And this is the nature of Krishna Lila, the narrative. Here's a beautiful way to start the discourse. He asks, tell me more about the moon dynasty and Krishna. Yadus cha 
Dharmashilasya Nitaram Muni Sattama Tatram Senabatinasya Vishnu Viryani Sangsaya. He says, the Adus, this family members, if, if you will, of Krishna in, in, in the Moon Dynasty, they're Dharmashilasya. They are the very Dharmic. It means that the nature of their Dharma, their religious adherence, has come to the pitch of Prem Dharma. The Bhagavatam is, is, gives a very strong bashing, if you will, to religion. It picks up where the Gita leaves off. And the Gita says, if we want, Krishna says in the end of the Gita, if you want to know me, you must give up religion. It's a very strong statement. And in its place, take shelter of me. And that means in bhakti. Do bhakti. Bhakti is the answer to the question that the sage had, or excuse me, that the king had at the beginning. What is the solution to death? How did Sukadeva arrive at his detachment? Not by an overt culture of detachment unto itself, but by hearing the topics about Krishna. He lost interest in the world. So he says, these yadus, they're all the epitome of of Dharma. They've stepped on the head of religion and entered into essential, experiential spiritual life, mystical and mystical orientation, hmm? experiential orientation, rather than some kind of uh, loving orientation, rather than a kind of a business deal with with the Godhead. Hmm? I'll give you this; you give me that. Hmm? Something, nothing like this. He says, "I want to hear about them. They have such good, good character." Hmm? And he, and he, he addresses the uh, Sugadev as Muni Sattama. Hmm? You are a Muni, means you are a big thinker, and you are amongst them. You are the best. You are a Sat, Satvata. Hmm? Sat means truth, and Sat is another word for devotee. Hmm? Bhagavatam begins, what does it say? Dharma projita kaitavotra paramunimat saranam satam. This is for the satam. It doesn't require much. You just have to be thoroughly honest. That's a popular idea. You can hear it in rap music and stuff. Just be really honest, but <laughs> there's a little more to it than what they've thought about there. Hmm? to be thoroughly honest. Nothing belongs to me. Hmm? As we said earlier, that's honest. What to do about that? Hmm? You, want to, you asked me some, some months ago or a year ago when you were here, what about they, they're doing this, the corporations, they are doing this, what are we going to do about them? What did I say? I said, you are they. <laughs> you have to think that. <laughs> you are they. As much as you, we are identified with the body and mind, we are takers because we are identified with something that has needs, it appears. So we have to take from the environment, we have to exploit. Well, there are white-collar and blue-collar criminals, but all criminals. Hmm? So, thoroughly honest. Hmm. It's a big, it's a simple, easy to say. 
Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj used to say, in, it's a Hegelian term, die to live. A friend of mine, God brother of mine, put it on his license plate, die to live. I said, it's more than that. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do it. Uh, it's a catchy phrase, Sridhar Maharaj said, but it's, 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 it sounds very charming, but it's a bitter pill to swallow. Hmm? So, but in a very beautiful way, it can be accomplished, this ego-effacing, hmm? in the context of cultivating attachment for Krishna, who's very charming and beautiful. These leelas are very, um, well, very easy to connect with, as I said earlier today, because they touch on all of our human emotions and give us a, a, a point through our emotional self to connect with the Absolute. Hmm? I've said before, in Christianity you have some idea like that, and the God becomes human, and he touches with your guilt emotions, so to speak. And, uh, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, but I mean, that's what it does. At least that's what that movie of that fellow, when he, what was his name? Mel Gibson's movie. It's like people are like, ah. <laughs> a, fear is a human you know, emotion. But every human emotion... Hmm? is touched on Krishna Lila. And when it, we tell a Lila and that point is touched, we go, yeah, I, li- I know him. That's, he's like us. We can identify with that. Hmm? This is at the high point then. Hmm? Oh, he's like that. He's like us. It's easy to develop a liking for him. What time is it? Uh, 7.33. Oh, i got uh, three minutes here. Uh, so it's a short, anyway. So these are some introductory uh, statements. We'll have to continue with this. The Rajas uh, glorifies the king, or the, 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 the sage, Muni hmm? Sattama. And I'll end with this. He says, what? Vishnu Viryani and Abhatir Nasya, Tatram Sena Abhatir Nasya. A couple of ways to understand this. Hmm? He says, you appear along with your Amsa. Hmm? Amsa means Krishna comes with Brahm, Balram. Shishidauji Gopal Kijai. Hmm? That's a big subject, and it comes up a little further as we go on as well. Hmm? Position of Balram, the brother of Krishna. These two epitomize the, the brotherly love, friendly love, Sakyarasa. Hmm? This is one of the centers of the Bhagavatam. It has three centers, the 10th Ganto. A Vatsalya center, Centered around the Damodar Lila, three or four chapters. A Sakirasa center, hmm? four or five chapters, 12, 13, 14, and 15. And a Madhurya Rasa center, the center of the center, five chapters, Ras Panchajai. It means Krishna has three senses of identity. He is the son of Nanda Nishoda. This is his Vatsalya identity. Hmm? He is a coward boy. Hmm? That is his Sakiras identity. And he is a lover of Radha. This is his Madhurya Ras identity. This is the whole of Brajalila. Even the Dasya is tinged with Sakya there in that world. So Vatsalya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. These, these opportunities are available through Gaudiya Sampradaya, through Balab Sampradaya. And this is very important because... In order for those things to be available, Krishna has to be who the Bhagavatam says he is. So, another way to understand this, the, this word, tatram sena abhatirnasya, that he 
descends not with his angsa, his partial expansion. In other words, when Krishna feels like friendly love in Balaram appears. It's not something that happens in time, but Balaram is the personification of the wave, the emotional wave in the life of the absolute of fraternal love. Hmm. There he is. Hmm. Balaram. Hmm. So besides this, there's another understanding here. Hmm. What is that? Hmm. This is an important understanding. That he appears, hmm, who? He whose angsa, who lives in Baikuntha, named Vishnu. Hmm? He appears, who? Whose angsa, living in Baikuntha, is named Vishnu. This is a very important interpretation because if Krishna is the avatar of Narayan, you cannot have Vatsalya, Sakya, and Madhurya because that's not available in Baikuntha. Only Dasya. Hmm? There is a face of Narayan, Anjanamastami in Baikuntha. Narayan appears like Krishna. Hmm? And he shows these leelas. But the inhabitants there, they cannot participate in them. Hmm? When Gopukumara, Brigapapriyat Bhagavatam, went to Baikuntha, his destiny was Sakirasa. He saw Narayan, he said, Hey, Gopal! And everybody said, You can't talk like that to him, that's Narayan. Om Narayan. He has four arms. This is reverential plane of love. What are you, what are you doing here? You can't relate like this with God. Hmm? But Narayan, knowing more than the, than the inhabitants there who see him as the be-all and end-all and everything as everyone is his avatar, it's a certain spiritual perspective. It's beautiful. Hmm? But that's not the only spiritual perspective. And Narayan knows that well. He shows Gopakumar his, his leela. He says, stay here. I do that too. Here's my Leela. You can see it sometimes if you stay here. Hmm? Gopakumar says, it's not enough. I want to be your friend. Hmm? I don't want to watch your friends. So there's a partial manifestation of, of this Mahabhaikunta, um, it's called, in the Purana, the Golok, hmm? in Bhaikuntha, but you cannot participate there. So if Krishna is not, if Krishna is the avatar of Vishnu, Hmm. then the love that Gaudiya Vaishnava talks about is not available. We're not against the idea. You can think of Krishna as the avatar of Narayan, but don't think that you will taste Madhurya Rasa or Sakya Rasa or Vatsalya Rasa. Narayan does not have any parents. Hmm? He doesn't have any close friends Hmm. that he just kicks back with and so forth. And and he's not henpecked. Like Krishna. He's not dear Lalita, like Krishna. Hmm? So it's a very important understanding. What is that understanding? We hear it in the morning. Krishna's too Bhagavan Swayam. This is the password to enter into the into the the, uh, the computer of, of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? To get in, to get in, find out everything that's going on. Very foundational uh, philosophical point. Hmm? Um, and he is we also make that analysis, come to that conclusion, by rasic sensibilities, by the sensibilities of feeling and love that we see that it's possible in the Krishna avatar, the appearance of Krishna, 
to have that kind of love? Do we think that in his descent, in his appearance in Janamastami, where he showcases this love and people fall in love with him in that way, the result is they go to Vaikuntha and worship Narayan? Hmm? In awe and reverence? No, there has to be a world that corresponds with that. Because the sadhya, the goal, corresponds with the sadhana. Practice makes perfect. So as you practice, so that you will attain. And with that, we'll have to stop for the moment. And we will continue our discussion. What time? Uh, 8.30. 8.30, okay. So now if you take a short break, we're going to be up till like 1 o'clock or so, so you'll appreciate the breaks more <laughs> as, we, as we go on. Grantaraj Sumat Bhagavatam ki jai. Sri Krishna Jan Mastami Mahamotsapatiti ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Gaur Premanandi.